Good morning and welcome once again to this Sunday worship service here at Toronto City Church. Uh, once again, if you are here with us for the first time, if you are online, so many people online, we're still online, uh, we just want to welcome you to our house. And as we start this journey that Pastor Brendan started last week about from the inside out or talking about mental health, uh, let's start uh, today's sermon. So I'm just going to invite you to bow your heads wherever you are, and we are going to surrender this time unto the Lord. Amen? So, Father, we thank you for, once again, this opportunity that you are giving us to gather here on a Sunday. Thank you, Father, for we started the spring, and now we're here in summer, Father, and we are rejoicing that your presence is with us, especially in this season, after all the things that we have gone through. We pray that as your word is being ministered today, Father, that you will touch our hearts, that you will renew our minds, that you will transform us, Father, from the inside out, and that you will continue, Father, to show yourself as we journey together. So we thank you for this time, Father. We surrender unto you and to your presence and the lead of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody at home says amen and amen. So Pastor Brendan started last week uh, by giving us some statistics with regards of all the things that are related to mental health. Today, I'm not going to give you statistics, but I want you to go through some definitions or understanding of, of certain concepts that we need to keep in mind for us to talk about mental health. And the first one of all is about what is health. And the World Health Organization defines health as a state of complete physical, mental, spiritual, and social well-being, and not only the absence of the disease or an infirmity. The Public Health Agency of Canada defines mental health, now it's not just health, mental health, as the capacity of each and all of us to feel, think, and act in ways that enhance our ability to enjoy life and deal with the challenges that we face. Let's talk about challenges during this season. It is a positive sense of emotional and spiritual well-being that respects the importance of culture, equity, social justice, interconnections, and personal dignity. So we have the first two. The third one that I want to talk to you about, and these are some distinctions that we need to keep in mind when we talk about uh, Illness, mental illness, which is a, a term that now we get to hear almost every single day. Mental health disorder. And this is how it's described. It causes major changes in a person's thinking, emotional state, and behavior, and disrupts the person's ability to work and carry out their usual personal relationship. Now, why I'm mentioning this is because we need to make the distinction between what it is, a mental health disorder, and a mental health problem. Big difference between the two of them. And a mental health problem is described as a broader term that includes both mental disorders and symptoms of mental disorders, which may not be severe enough to warrant the diagnosis of a mental disorder. So nowadays, especially when we are talking about all the things that COVID-19 and the pandemic have caused in many people's lives and the things that we will deal in the near future, it is important for us to make the difference between one or the other. Now, 
because we are here not to talk about psychology or psychiatry, and I'm not an expert in, in, in any of these things, uh, we need to relate these to our spirituality because this is what the church is about. Our spirituality is part of who we are. Now, unfortunately, here in, in, in our Western context, many times we have made uh, boxes or compartments to our life, and we have a physical life, a spiritual life, an emotional life, a work life, and every bit and pieces of our lives are in different boxes. And what we don't understand is that God has created us as whole beings. Whatever is happening in one of these areas, it's going to affect the other. Let's talk about just for a little bit about health. You don't exercise, you eat bad, guess what? You're going to get sick. You get sick, your spiritual life is going to be affected. If your spiritual life is not in 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 proper alignment with what is supposed to be, then that is going to be reflected in your lives. And every single piece is interconnected. So let's talk a little bit about spiritual life. And, and spiritual life and spirituality, it's a term that nowadays is so big and so complex. So the way that I want to tackle it is with regards of from, from, from our context or our point of view of Christianity. Theologians Sinclair Ferguson and J.I. Packer describe Christian spirituality as everything that involves the relationship between the whole person and a holy God, who reveals himself through both testaments and supremely in the person of his unique son, Jesus Christ. This relationship began at creation but was broken by sin and can only be restored through faith in Jesus Christ. The test of Christian spirituality is conformity of heart and life to the confession and character of Jesus Christ as Lord. The guarantee of Christian spirituality, they say, is the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer resulting in conformity to God's revealed will, a long definition, but that clears the way for us to start this journey in this, in this sermon, in this particular text. So one of the things that we need to understand is that when we're talking about mental illnesses, there are different components and different things that will affect our spirituality. Many of you guys have read about the three enemies that we have. We have the world, the flesh, and the evil one, or the devil. These are three of the most common enemies that want to come and hijack our lives. But there is also something that we have forgotten sometimes that we have to deal with, and it's the brokenness that we have in this world as a result of the fall into sin. Many times when we get sick, this is, this is evil. Just do not misunderstand me. This is definitely evil. But it's not necessarily due to the devil or uh, through our spiritual life. And this happens. And, and we need to deal with those things as we go into this journey of mental health. So for us, we need to be very aware of once again how things work. Discernment, it's a key element or a key uh, gift of the Holy Spirit that will help us to deal with this because we definitely need to approach it 
uh, in the way that we are. If it is either through counseling, if it's either through a doctor, through a psychiatrist, or even through a deliverance session. Why not? Because sometimes we are affected once again by the by the evil one. But something that is remarkable for us and, and that we need to be very conscious about this is that when we are in this journey, we are not to carry the load by ourselves. We are not to fight alone. God has places in community and in community, we are able to overcome all these things. And that's why I believe that it's so important that for us as a church, especially in this season, we have a very important calling how we are going to move forward uh, once we see all the things that are going to come our way with regards of mental illness. There's people that during this pandemic have suffered from isolation, from fear, from anxiety, from depression, for all these things. And at some point, I believe that part of the answer will be in the church. So we need to be ready for that. Amen. Now, symptoms of mental issues come through different things. Once again, we have the tendency when we are suffering to isolate ourselves. We have the tendency to uh, feel fatigue, to have a lack of energy, to lose interest in the things that we like, uh, sudden needs to cry without any particular reason. And many of these are symptoms of depression. And if you have gone through these, there are different facets, different stages of depression. The important thing is that we catch all these things in time. Personally, I had a season probably about six, seven years ago or during the first couple of years of uh, the merge of our church and, and for a period of about two or three weeks, I was dealing with some depression. I remember that at some point, the, the ladies were coming back from an encounter. And, and I was waiting here for my wife because she was part of the leadership group on that encounter. And once they arrived, my, my wife knew that something was wrong. She said, let's not stay here. We need to, we need to go now. Let's see what, what's going on. And I remember that as soon as I entered the car, I started to cry unconsolably. And it was crying and crying and crying. And I thought, ah, maybe I'm tired. What the heck? So we went back home. We relaxed. Everything happened. Wednesday morning, I was entering into the office. And as, the, as soon as I opened the door, once again, this all of a sudden big, strong emotion came to me. I went back home. My wife was at work. Probably I arrived home around 10 in the morning. She came back around 8 at night, and I was still crying, just crawling under the blankets of our bed. And, and this is part of what's happening. You don't want to talk. You don't want nothing. But once again, it is important for us to understand that we are not to journey alone on this. Some other uh, symptoms, trouble concentrating, making decisions, and many more. But something that Pastor Brendan was mentioning last week to us, and that is very important for us, is that some of these symptoms, and that are really pervasive in this season, are addictions, abuse, as many times mental illness is transferred or uh, reflected in the way that we behave, and and probably the the one that is definitely the the ultimate thing: suicidal uh, thoughts. The index of suicide and addictions have gone like skyrocketing. 
especially uh, during the second lockdown. So things that we need to be aware of. Now, any of these things can be a cause of mental health. And, and the thing is that once we start in this journey, our whole life is going to be affected. And, and we need to deal with this brokenness. Uh, many are the causes, many are the, the things that will cause us to go into this journey. And, and today I want to take you into a journey from scriptures about um, a particular character from the Bible that I believe was dealing with some of these issues. So this is not something that is new to us. This is not something that is new to our context. Let's dig into the scriptures. And the first scripture that I want to read with you is from uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. And for many of you, you guys have heard the story of the prophet Elijah. Uh, he was so anointed. He lived so much in the supernatural that at some point when we read the Gospels in Matthew 16, when they are talking about Jesus and who believed that uh, people that Jesus was, many of them said, oh, he, he seems to be like Elijah. So imagine Jesus in his ministry, all his power, his anointed, dealing with deliverances, dealing with illnesses, dealing with different things. And people thought that he was Elijah. So Elijah was a man that was particularly moving in this uh, supernatural um, uh, area. So on chapter 18, this is when we hear one of the, the main things that happened to Elijah and probably one of the ones that he is remembered for the most. And during the the rule of King Ahab of Israel, they came into this thing of idolatry because his wife Jezebel was a worshiper of Baal, one of the, the many gods that uh, hidden uh, nations were worshiping. So many things were happening through the, the cult of Baal. And, and at some point, Elijah... Uh, have this call by God to confront the king Ahab and everything that was happening. So he said, okay, we need to define if Baal is the God of Israel or if Yahweh is the God of Israel. And, and it's interesting enough that Elijah's name has something to do with Yahweh is our king or Yahweh is our God. That's what uh, this or his name means. So, we don't know much about uh, the, the forming years of Elijah, except that he was called as a prophet. And here he is confronting. So at some point, the prophets of Baal, they're gathered and they start making sacrifices. And Elijah is himself preparing his own sacrifice for God. And there is hours of confronting, hours of mockery, hours of what I believe was a spiritual battle. Because something that sometimes we need to understand is that no matter how we are dealing with these issues of mental illness, there is a spiritual battle going inside us. It is a fight either for our survival or for our demise. And we need to be aware of this because it's part of the spiritual warfare that day to day we live in. So Elijah is here. He knows who is God. He is secure in his knowing of God. And at some point, of course, uh, the gods of Baal or Baal gods, they are not listening to the cry of all these worshipers, of all these prophets that are cutting themselves and doing weird stuff. So he said, enough is enough. Let me try now and let's see who is God. And he cries out for God, short prayer, powerful. 
And the power of God comes and consumes the sacrifice. I'm going to invite you to read the story so you know more of the nuances of what was happening. But he comes and now it's proven the God of Israel is the living God, the true one. So what he talks to the people is, okay, this is what we're going to do. Because now it's proven, let's gather all these prophets here. Don't let them go. And this is probably one of the most gruesome scenes that we can hear from the Bible. Elijah himself with his sword killed all the 450 prophets of Baal. I would say tremendous victory, although the violence and all these things, these are nuances that we can deal with this because this is another topic for another sermon. But he was victorious. So imagine at the end of the day, how is he feeling? The interesting thing begins to happen when we move into chapter 19. In chapter 19, we hear this. So Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. So imagine... Jezebel was so powerful that at some point she sent a messenger to Elijah. And we don't know if she was sending a whole army after him or if she has hired a hitman. We don't know what happened. But as we read the scripture, we're going to start identifying some of the things that have, well, I believe, that, that are related to this journey of mental illness or mental problems because anything that happens in our lives once again is reflected just just for a fact so you can understand and i've had stories of kids that they are bit by dogs when they are small when they are really young and and they develop this fear and every time that they go on the street and that they see a dog big small or whatever they have to switch sides of the street they have to do things because they are still living in this fear and this is part of what the enemy wants in our lives, to keep us uh, bonded with fear, to keep us in bondage so we can move into the plans that God has for us. And we will deal with a little bit of this later. So the thing is that once again, verse 3 says, He was afraid, Elijah, and he arose and he ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. So all this is happening in the northern kingdoms, Israel. That's where Elijah was a prophet. But he was so afraid that now he moves all the way to the country, to the bottom south where the, 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 the Judah is, and he is afraid. Now, of course, we need to understand that there is some fear if you have been threatened that you're going to be get killed in the, leg, in the next 24 hours. But as we continue to read, we're going to find some of the nuances that we just talk about mental illnesses. He wasn't just running for his life. And this is where things get interesting. And once again, I'm not an expert. But as we see some of the symptoms that we talk about at the beginning of today's sermon, we are going to identify what was happening in Elijah's life. It says on verse 4, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. It's understandable. He's exhausted. He's been journeying for I don't know how many days or if it has been one day. The Bible doesn't tell us. But he comes at some point and he needs to rest. He is depleted. 
is not only the aftermath of the battle, but now he's been running away for his life. But this is what catches my attention and that makes this interesting with regards of the theme of mental illness or mental problems. It says that after he sat, he asked that he might die. Okay, hold on. Are we talking about Elijah who just defeated 450 prophets? Who saw a tremendous move of God in one moment through one prayer? Yes, it is the same one. And now he's finding this time in this circumstance desiring to die, desiring for God to take away his life. And I don't know what, what else was going through, but he wanted definitely to die. He says, he asked that he might die, saying, it is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. Okay, it's not only, he's not only thinking about dying, now his self-esteem has dropped considerably. He says, I'm no better than my father. So you know what? This is the end. Just take away my life and let's get over with this. Because it's no worth. And what it says on verse 5 is that he laid down and slept under a broom tree. So now he goes into sleep mode. Because one of the things... That, that we can observe when people have mental illnesses, and not all of them because there are so many. People is depleted from their energy. I think that one of the most common ones that we deal with is depression, uh, stress-related disorders, and all these things that basically take us into, into depression and anxiety and all these things. And, and it is so strong what we have to go through inside us that, that we are depleted. We are tired all the time. We don't have the desire or the energy to do things, not even to engage into what probably can help us, which is a relationship with God. And, and many times when we observe, especially from the outside world to those who are dealing with this, we're talking about, yeah, but maybe we go into this job journey and his friends, you should have done something, you need to do this more often, you need to do that. And, and yes, what I'm trying to bring here is that spirituality is going to affect our journey, even the journey of mental illness. And, and this is why I'm going to show you why here in the scripture. So as he continues to do this, what, what we keep reading is that he lay down and he slept under a broom tree. Now, there comes an angel that wakes him up to eat some bread and to drink some water. He does it for a couple of times. But on verse 7, it says, And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. The journey that you're about to start is too great for you. And many times what I believe is that these things happen in our lives right in the moment where God is preparing us for something great, for something big, because it happens so often that when we are about to move to the next stage, to the next uh, assignment in our lives, to the next step in the ladder, something happens. And probably many of you guys are identifying this right now. Something comes in our way that is trying to hinder what God is trying to move in our lives. So here comes, and this is the part where I believe that any time that we go through mental illness or any other journey, God is going to intersect us in our lives uh, and He's going to help us to deal with these different things. It is an invitation that God is 
making us to journey with him because if there is someone that understands it, there is someone that has a solution, uh, it's him. And I'm not saying that he has the solution for every single thing. And it's not that he doesn't want to heal, but sometimes it's just the brokenness of our lives. And, and we get to hear the testimonies of people like uh, Rick Warren. We know that, that he talks about, about uh, the journey of his son dealing with, uh, with depression, and he ended up killing himself. And he's not the first one. Great leaders have gone through the same stuff, even here in our nation. There is a close friend to us from a church in Nova Scotia, from Rock Church, that went through almost the same situation. And this has nothing to do with sin. This has nothing to do with how we are uh, in our relationship with God. Sometimes illness comes and it's going to take us away. And we don't understand what's going on. So let's not blame people. Let's not blame circumstances. Let's journey with those who are suffering right now because I believe that that's part of what's happening now. So we find, once again, coming back to our story, that God wants to intersect with Elijah's story. And the interesting thing is that as we journey through mental illness, uh, we still have our, our senses, our discernment, our spirit, uh, sensitive to uh, the voice of God, and somehow we can hear. On verse eight, verse 9, this is what we read. Then he came to a cave and lodged in it, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And many times when we go through, through mental illness or any mental problem or we're dealing with a tough situation that it's still in our peace, we still discern God's voice. Uh, but many times it is like through different layers. It reminds me of a story of, of a person that was dealing with, with a problem. And he was with his wife sitting in his car. And he said, you know what? Let's take the car to the car wash because I cannot see through the windshield. This is so, so nasty, so dirty. So they go through the car wash. It was a, a hand car wash or whatever. The person that was there to clean the windshield cleans it to his best. And, and then the guy, the driver, the guy that was dealing with the issue, he says, okay, uh, I thought that your job was to know when or how to clean this windshield. Don't you see that it's dirty? Please do it again. And he was getting like angry. He was getting mad because of everything that he was dealing with. So the attendant, once again, he cleans the windshield. Goes back and the driver, it's even more angry now. And didn't I just tell you? So what's going on? So at this moment in time, it's his wife who reaches out to him, take his glasses off, cleans them, put them back on. And he says, now I think that you can see clear, honey. And, and this is just an analogy of what happens in our life many times when we are dealing with these issues. Depending on the set of lenses that we are looking through, the way that we are going to see life and what's happening with us. And this was happening to Elijah. At this point, he hears the word of God. But it's interesting the verses after because it says, that the answer was, um, he, he answered back to God. He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. 
And God replies back to him, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. He goes, and this is what happens. Behold, the Lord passes by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And I don't know if you can identify yourself with this scripture, but many times when we are dealing with these different situations, we feel like we are in a storm, like we are going through the fire, like different things are happening in our lives. And something that we need to be aware of is that it doesn't matter how much you believe, the day will come when we will have to face circumstances like this. And if you don't believe me, let's go back to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah chapter 43. This is what it reads on verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. So it doesn't say if you go. It says when you pass through these different circumstances, I will be with you. So I don't know about you and how are you feeling through this season, but something that you need to be aware of is that God wants to intersect your journey and help you to go to the other side. And we can do this in community through the help of those that are experts, through the help of counseling, through the help of prayer, through the help of those that love us and that are around us. So let's not isolate ourselves. Let's stop biting into what the enemy is trying to do with our lives. And let's move forward to what God has prepared. If we continue to read the story of Elijah, it was great what he was about to enter. When he was able to identify once again the voice of God in a loud, in, in a soft whisper, when all the other voices were quiet, when there was not anything else that was hindering his listening, he went into the next assignment. And the next assignment was to elect or to designate governments for Syria and Israel to go and, and, and bring his mantle to bring who was going to be his successor, which was Elisha. And all these great things began to happen in his, in his days. And he, still be, uh, he was still being a, a, a very anointed man. So we need to understand that when we are dealing with mental illness, a couple of things that we need to do. First of all, do not isolate ourselves. The moment that we start catching these different things, let's talk to people. Come and talk to us. Come and talk to an expert. If you don't know who to talk, come and ask us. We will find someone for you. But do not journey yourself. Let's walk all together your journey. The second thing you need definitely to depend on God. This is time where I believe that we need to stop the chit-chat about different things that are happening in the world and that we go back to the, the, the exercising of spiritual disciplines. We need to go back to the reading of the Word. We need to go back to prayer. We need to go back to fasting, to meditation. And most of the time even to be quiet. Be quiet because when we are talking, we talk so much that we cannot even hear God. And God wants to speak into your life. He wants to take you, as it's written in Psalm 23, to that place where you will find green pastures, still waters, 
Whereas Pastor Brendan was saying, you will find that peace that surpasses all understanding. This is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to help you in the journey. Because when it happens, He will be there to help you. This is something that we're going to have to live with in the next few days and the next season. Because the aftermath of everything that we've had to deal with COVID-19, I don't think that we have seen everything. There is more to come. And you and I, I believe that we have been chosen as part of the church to help those who are in their own journey to do this. So as we bring this to a close, I want to pray for you. And if this is the first time that you hear this message, that you hear this invitation to, to journey with God, I'm going to invite you to do a, a prayer with me. I will lead you through. And, and, and if you're a person that you are dealing with mental illness, with mental problems, just come and talk to us. Send us an email. We will refer you to someone and we will journey with you. But let me tell you something. You are not alone. God is with you. God is for you. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. So let me close with a prayer. Let's bow our heads. Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you, Father, for your word, for allowing us to see, Father, that when we are dealing with these things from the inside out that had to do with our mental health, you want to be there with us. So help us, Father, to open that space. And for this, Father, for those who are listening to a message like this for the first time, I want to pray for them, Father, that you will bring conviction, that you will bring revelation of who you are and how much you love them and how much you want to deal and, and, and join them in their walk. So if this is you, just repeat after me. Father, I thank you for I have the revelation that you are God and that you want to be with me. And as I journey, Father, I pray that you will forgive my sins for they are many and that you will grant me the opportunity to get to know you. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want to journey. I want to walk with you. Grant me that gift. And I thank you, Father, for those that will turn their lives to Jesus. I thank you, Father, for those that will return today to Jesus. And as we continue this journey together, Father, help us to reach the point of mental health. Help us, Father, to be a reflection of your kingdom. Help us to understand, Father, that with regards of these, there are many things that still unknown to us. Help us to discern what is the next step. We know that we can trust you. Uh, for this we praise you in Jesus name and everybody in agreement says amen and amen thank you once again for joining us don't forget that uh, we are inviting you to join us on Fridays here as we worship as we pray together and as we continue to live in community I still believe churches buildings were closed but we as the church we continue to be on the move so let's continue to move forward let's continue to move in what god has prepared for us thank you for joining us this morning 
We bless you. Have an amazing week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are honored to have you. If you have any questions or if there's any way we can serve you, please reach out and let us know. One of our team members will be glad to touch base. But before we go, please check out our weekly announcements. We'll see you next week. Bye.